Welcome to the Strip Down Know Nothing Podcast, focusing on the bare naked ladies. That's right, whether they cause glumness or glee, from how long to testing one, two, three, we're It's All Been Done, the podcast. You know it's gonna be alright when I'm with my co-host, Evan. He's always la 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 la. Wait, I didn't get that. Let me try that again. He's always la 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 la. Nope. <laughs> One more time. He's always my co-host Saker. Hey, that's me. Did you have some sort of brain hemorrhage there? What was happening? <laughs> I just wanted. To, I was thinking about doing it like four times, like as many times as he does it in the song. Sure, sure. But that, that would get old. No, no, no. I think people would actually appreciate that. If you people appreciate veracity, that's the most important part of verisimilitude. 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 They people truly appreciate. What is it called when things are green? Verdancy. Verdancy. <laughs> if it's not verdant, it's verdant. not bare naked ladies. That's, <laughs> That's what right. I always say. Lush. <laughs> Lush. Ooh, they like it. All right. Tell me a truth, Saker. Tell me a fundamental truth. Um, uh, people think... About yourself. Um, my name is Saker, and I'm Evan, and we'll see, see you, you again, again. in <laughs> the quickest episode we've ever done. Oh, sorry, um, bud. I don't know what's a truth about myself. Yeah, we're trying to be, we're trying to be truthful right Here's now. Here's the truth about myself, and this is a truth that some people already know. I don't like crust. I was just talking like about pizza this crust the other or just day. crust in general? In general. On mm. a sandwich, I'll, I will eat it, but I will never be happier than when I'm eating the middle. Yeah, I mean, the middle is, by and large, the best, but... But I feel like the crust balances it See, out. I have my partner fucking mm-hmm. loves crust. Mm-hmm. I can't. And oh, he, you guys are so good for each other. I should eat my crust. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know. I, mean, man. I wouldn't want to just eat crust. I guess. Yeah, but like if I go to CeCe's, CeCe's Ch- is Chi-chi's. not my favorite. All you can eat. It's all you care to eat. So I do leave a stack of crusts on my tray. That just seems wasteful. Is that wasteful? I, I think so. But CeCe's pizza is not good. So it's all cardboard. I yeah. wouldn't eat any of it. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Yeah. Uh, tell me a fundamental truth about yourself, Ev. I wouldn't eat any of it. <laughs> any of CeCe's pizza? Yeah, probably not. That's the shittiest fundamental I have truth. Gotten, I have gotten to the point where I'm going for more quality of food over quantity. I finally gotten to that point in my life where I'm like, yeah, I could go eat 3,000 calories at, at like a, a, a you know, Chinese sure. trough buffet. So this is, you've hit the point of Maslow's where you are just like, I still top. like to do that. I think I just have enough like, like money, money, not money. I mean, kind of. Well, I no, mean, a lot just, of people, you just eat less. A lot of people eat cheap and a lot because. Right. Yeah. And I'm not, this isn't like a. You just want to eat fine. A you want to eat caviar. No, I, here we go. Here we go. I don't. I don't like caviar. You don't. I've had it like once in my life, and it was at a buffet, and I didn't. I like. don't like caviar capers. That's what I'm thinking oh, of. Oh, I don't like cap- cap- just a little, oh, little salty little salt balls. Yuck! <laughs> Put them salt balls in your mouth. Yeah. They're so good. Pop them apart. No, I'm not a. I'm not a. I'm not anything salted. Like I don't like herring or olives or. I don't like herring or olives. I do love salt. I could just lick some salt. <laughs> Put a salt. Is that why you have a salt lake out in your backyard? That's why I have a salt lake. Yeah, because you've got, it's totally fenced. Like, no deer are going to get in. No, 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 no. It's for me. I also keep one on my microphone for in between when you're talking. Yeah. I like to just go to the side. Yeah, I wondered why your microphone little... was solid and red. <laughs> red? Yeah, they're red. They're red. The salt licks. Checks out. Haven't you ever put out salt licks? No. Oh, have sorry. you? Yeah. What reason? The cows. Good. <laughs> Great discussion. Reason? Cows. Good. Next. <laughs> Hey Ev. Yeah. You know who else loves cows? Uh, J- Jason. Mraz. That's correct. 
He does. Wait, we have Jason Mraz as our guest today? Yeah, Jason Mraz is our guest today. I neglected to tell oh, you. Hey. Awesome. He was going to be our guest. Oh. He had to cancel, but I got somebody more exciting than Jason Mraz. Jason from the movie franchise, Jason? <laughs> Friday the 13th? I did book him afterwards, unfortunately. Well, he could. he's a, also a guest on here, but since he doesn't talk, he's just going to be sit quietly breathing into the microphone He's been the behind time. you the entire what? time. What? No! Ah! <laughs> Beautiful. You're make, giving me my editing work cut out for me. Hey, our guest today is a writer with the nerd media site Project Derailed, as well as a DM whose new po- I'm going to take that again. Pogcast. He's How a writer. done a, po- a Pogcast? <laughs> Don't do this to Podcast. me. I was going to take it clean, but now we're going to make fun of Podcast. Me. He's a writer for the nerd media site Project Derailed, as well as a DM whose new podcast, Tales of the Voidfarer, a spacefaring D&D 5e adventure, has three episodes available for streaming right now. It's Nick Uraceva. Hi, Nick. How are you? Hey, what's going on? I'm doing great. <laughs> That's excellent. Uh, Nick, it's a pleasure to have you on here. Um, bare naked ladies. <laughs> I contacted you about this podcast and you said, I have no idea what that is, but I'm willing to do it. You know who they are, right? Yeah. Well, here's I, I did intend to do my research. And um, unfortunately, though, my Googling didn't turn up a whole lot of results. Turns out it's just... I, I just kept getting results for a band, which seems like bad branding. But so I don't know what kind of role playing game this is, or what kind of dice I need. But I brought all of them. Oh, good! Just in good. case. Evan, this boy brought props onto our show. He's the carrot top <laughs> podcasting. That means a lot. To me. <laughs> no, this is a. Uh, what is that system? Well, I mean, if bare naked ladies were a role playing system, that system where oh, you have man. to roll for like, um, oh shit, you have to roll for like. How, how long it takes before you have to pee and like um it's not traveler <laughs> hole what is it hole i don't think i've heard of that jesus one. I remember there was one in the 90s i think it was called hole where you had to roll for like all of your bodily attributes yes, including yes like, I think including your penis and penis and, and like anal circumference yes i think it's called hole that is the one i'm talking about <laughs> okay i've never heard of that oh nick the next after you finish tales of the void fair can yeah. you do a <laughs> a whole podcast i think that all i remember oh, is the, man. the back of that we'll have to see the back of the book was like i think it just had one sentence that's, it's like sliding backwards down a greased razor blade was like that was what it said. <laughs> that was their their selling point. That was it. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah, I kind of want to. I kind of want to like find it now. Yeah. Oh, to absolutely. see if I'm just if this is just a fever dream because I read a lot of really we, bad I mean, RPGs back in the day. If it was a fever dream, we have the same fever dream. Mm. I also remember this system. Um, I think yeah, because there was a whole like a a supplementary rulebook for sex that was as big or bigger than the core rulebook, <laughs> which is insane to me. Um, yeah. Nick, tell me, we're going to merge our two podcasts at this point. Gaming, yes. music. What sort of, are you the type of DM who likes music in their gaming sessions, who supplements their gaming sessions with music? I, I do. Um, like, uh, I spend a lot of time putting together playlists on Spotify, mm. uh, for my home games, taking a lot of video game music mm-hmm. and, uh, that sort of thing. Like, you know, I ran a Curse of Strahd game recently and used a lot of the Witcher soundtrack. It was just perfect. Oh, I love the that, I love a Witcher soundtrack. Thing. That yeah. like that like high pitched so good. High pitched like off key female vocals where they're just like, oh, love it. <laughs> <laughs> they're like tribal chanting yeah. and like yeah. yeah. Super cool stuff. I've never actually played the Witcher games. They've been on my list for a long time, but the soundtrack is amazing for like that gothic horror, creepy, you know, fantasy setting. What I've heard is start with the third and don't play the other two. <laughs> really? Yeah. I heard the third is just the only one you should really play. 
I've heard similar things. Yeah. yeah, the third has so much content that I think you could just play it and be satisfied. Yeah. I started for... I started the first one, I think, once, and then there was like a female character who showed up in the first thing, and they had obviously spent so much time lovingly animating her breasts Jesus. that it was just like, I'm just like, oh, nope, I'm done. I, I just do not care about this <laughs> really? at all. Really? That was what did it for you? It was, I'm just like, I don't know, sometimes, because it was like one of those games where, you know, you have to go around and get stuff, and I'm like, God, I don't want to fucking get 700 wolf pelts. Like, I'm just, I'm just over that as far as games go. <laughs> but it's evolved. You don't know. You've yeah, not I, apparently the, thir- the the third and I played a uh, Witcher Thronebreaker, which is a which is like a card based sort of mechanic. Oh, that's cool. Game. It was a fun it was a fun little game. But uh, yeah, I think Witcher Three I've heard is very political and sort of like open world stuff or semi open world. Okay, so I've heard good things. All right. Someday when my son goes to college, I will pick up all. <laughs> I do have like a list <laughs> on like Gog and game. Steam of games that I'm never going to play until sure. my son leaves the house. Sure. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> yeah, that checks out. Um, so yeah, I, I think when I ran Curse of Strahd, I just like Curse of Strahd. That's the one where he Curse only, of Strahd. He only writes longhand. Yes, it's the sequel to Printing Strahd, which was the 3.5 <laughs> module, uh, and it's the Magiscule <laughs> Strahd. Yes, the the prequel to uh, to Cuneiform Strahd. Cuneiform. <laughs> Calligraphy Strahd. Calligraphy oh. Strahd. Fuck, y'all. That's... Yes, you're right. Cuneiform Strahd was the AD&D supplement. Yes. Fuck. Okay. Original <laughs> D&D. Yeah. I'm getting there. Yeah. Um, the white box version. Yeah, I just... I, I would bring up Google Play, and I would, like, horror music. <laughs> just play it in the back. It was very, very not uh, as... as, as cultivated as uh, as it seems well, I mean, that it's you... good to, it's good to use music and then that ad comes on and it always ruins <laughs> sure, the mood want <laughs> yeah. 33 days of Spotify <laughs> just as they're getting to the, the vampire I just signed up for Strayer <laughs> University <laughs> see I don't uh, Google Play is good with that Google Play doesn't have ads and I'm so. a digital gardener <laughs> I'm a digital gardener <laughs> Um, any any music that is not sort of instrumental, any popular music, is there a moment in a game, and I've done this several times with games that I've run, where you have a, a song, like a pop song that you play, a song with lyrics to like at a big crowning moment or to define the mood or anything like that? <laughs> I've never done that, mm. but I'm kind of fascinated now that you say that. Mm-hmm. I tend to like always take a more cinematic kind of approach, you know, so like a lot of the the music I pick is that kind of more cinematic soundtrack type stuff. But but now that I'm thinking about it, like how how like, you know, that that like crazy tavern scene where Chumbawamba's tub thumper just comes on <laughs> exactly. and it really <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. That's what it's It really for. just ma- encapsulates the scene. It doesn't matter how much flavor text I add. Nothing's quite going to like yes. sum it all up quite like Nothing's going to sum it up like a ballroom <laughs> blitz by Sweet. You can just put ballroom that blitz, on yeah. and you're done. It's easy peasy. You are the best DM now. Your players love you. <laughs> we we made that joke in the second episode of Tales of the Void. Was Fair. it me who made that joke? Yeah, uh, yeah, and I put like the first ten seconds oh, of the God song in faintly <laughs> under. I am. I have. I'm a one. I, listen. I have my pools, and when I think it's because I've used that song for a a barroom scene before. So don't tisk at me, young man. What pop song have you used? Them never. Why would I do that? Because it's, oh, man. When, Don't want to just take everybody out of the moment and completely negate the, the premise? Oh, you are a bun but you play only hole. You only run modern games, so. I do only run modern yeah, games. Yeah, so that makes more sense in context. <laughs> so I'm not a fantasy boy. I, 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 I will play it, and I can get into it, but I just can't. I live in the modern era. I have no desire to play in it. But you don't live in the modern era where crazy shit happens. You don't live in the modern era where. Don't I? <laughs> Okay, never mind. Let me rewind that where crazy cool shit happens. So if you were going to, uh, I'll put a question to both of you all but to get you back on track. Mm-hmm. What scene would a 
a bare naked lady. What's what, pick a scene? Make a pick a bare naked lady song is, and put a scene to it. For Nick, this is useless. Well, he he is heard one, shopping. He can do one week. <laughs> well, shopping would be good for like uh, yeah. when they're you know the interstitial <laughs> time when they are going when to they're the, going uh, through the books and like buying I don't know sixty two pounds of cinnamon. Yes, exactly. The wizard needs to buy all their fucking components for Nobody everything. Ever does that? Yeah, those are bad DMs. Trying to shake down the shopkeep, trying to haggle them down to basically nothing, <laughs> and that shopkeeper's just like, I'm trying to feed my family. <laughs> um, I actually, I used to back in high school make a custom CD for every role play because we used to run six to eight session games. Mm-hmm. After every game, I would make a CD that had each character's theme on it, as I imagined it, uh, songs for each scene, and I used the Bare Naked Ladies song uh, when one character admired one other character a lot and these are characters we've had for years and years and when the second character was dying the one who admired the main one i'll be that girl second best was playing right <laughs> like oh man to me that was just like it's a moment it's a moment it's a mood my friend big mood big mood <laughs> big mood <laughs> all right uh nick's that's similar that's similar to a thing we did in an actually a vampire of the masquerade larp that I am kind of on and off again mm-hmm. involved with right now, but making playlists for our characters. I love that. It uh, was a super, super cool thing that we did. So we all had Spotify lists and we were sharing them on our Facebook group and sure. that sort of thing. Yeah. And Bare Naked Ladies did not make my playlist, mm. but I may do a reprisal and we'll yeah. see if I can change the Be that. a 90s okay. vampire. What's that? Be a 90s vampire. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. We don't... Nick, oh mm-hmm. boy. Okay, so a lot of lore we have to catch you up on. The Bare Naked Ladies actually are vampires, vampires. Uh, as we established in our first oh, season shit. of the series. So you can use any song from Gordon mm-hmm. and it'll just be perfectly on point. Mm-hmm. Uh, go back. Got it, got <laughs> yeah, it. Check out that season. <laughs> um, Nick, let's get into this week's song. So if you've never heard this week's song, dear listener, it's called Shopping. Here is a quick sample. Well, you know that it's going to be all right. I think it's gonna be all right. Everything will always be all right when we go shopping. All right, Nick. Am I safe to assume that this is the first time you ever heard this song? Uh, it is actually. Okay. <laughs> so straight off the bat, what were you thinking of it? Good, bad, indifferent? Uh, well, it's certainly catchy. Uh, mm-hmm. And it's been stuck in my head for the past three days. Thank you for that. Uh, sure, of course. <laughs> uh, so it is certainly catchy. I do actually kind of like it. Uh, it is simple. <laughs> hey, no uh, doubt. <laughs> it is very simple, but I do I do like it. It is catchy. It's fun. I found myself singing along to it in, in the car. Uh, I am ashamed <laughs> to admit. Uh, sure. <laughs> but... Uh, but yeah, no, like I, I thought it was cool. I do have some ideas, but I'm sure we'll get into that. Uh, sure. Yeah, it bit. seems like you were trying to mask what you're really saying, which is like, oh, it's catchy. It's interesting. <laughs> it, are those codes for fuck this song? No, no, I don't okay. think so. <laughs> well, I, I'm, I'll be explicit with it. It's fine. Fuck this song. I love this song. <laughs> you did not love this song. Are you gaslighting me? I, yes, I am. Tell me, Actually, tell me you how you feel. This song, Evan. I, I fucking love this song. Really? It was great. That is... It was like... Do you remember the hamster dance? I just imagine like it was just like high energy just sure. nonsense. I loved it. But here's the problem is imagine you have a podcast about Hampton the hamster and you have to listen to the hamster <laughs> dance 50 times in a row and write notes about like what you think it means. Loved it. No. I loved this. Like I, I remember when I owned everything to everyone and I listened to it a lot, I would think this song is inoffensive. And I'd imagine that it's probably what I compared it to in my notes is uh, if you're familiar with Offspring, 
that song called Intermission that's like in the middle of I think it's Ixnay on the Ombre, mm-hmm. but it's like it's like like lounge music and then a voice going ah intermission <laughs> intermission yeah no. yeah intermission and it's like it's fine but if i had to have an offspring podcast that analyze intermission like no, this i really is- like i think this is this is a really catchy song i think it it goes real fast it's frenetic which i also enjoyed yes it is frenetic. i loved like the uh like the philip glass intro <laughs> yeah yes. i love that um like yeah i just i really liked this song i'd say it's probably in my definitely in my top half of the album for sure uh, okay and probably my top one or two songs on the album so far it's like maybe katie then this one or are you for real what's a better song we've listened to on the next album? time Ugh. you are bad <laughs> <laughs> another postcard every oh, song on this yuck. album so far so wait so so okay you. so this song was too like nothing to you but another postcard was all right that song is great it's a fun all right it's listen. just made up words <laughs> <laughs> oh, i'm so angry at you right now i know i know i'm stoking those flames i want you to come at me i, I wrote even in my notes uh-oh we have to talk about this song for a half an hour <laughs> oh man no i loved this song i i mean how did you how did you di- nick let me hear from you could you <laughs> dig into this song at all did you have any notes about it besides for catchy out of curiosity uh i did and they they all revolve around what this song is about and it's sure i i have a like a a 12 page deposition right now okay please by all means all right so Good sirs <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, my first thought, like, going into this was like, oh, okay, yeah, it's okay. The song's clearly about shopping. But digging Mm -hmm. into that a little bit more, uh, my first thought was like, okay, maybe it's like a commentary about, like, capitalism and consumerism and that sort of thing. That's what I thought. But boy, oh, boy, was that just the tip of the iceberg. Because let me tell you, I think this song is about aliens. (laughs) Oh. oh, please, by all means, my friend. How is it about aliens? Okay, so... Uh, <laughs> the movie Aliens? <laughs> and, on, I, I think you have 20 lyrics to work with here, so yes. you better make them all count. Yes, so... Okay, <laughs> okay so Evan pointed out that that like kind of weird, trippy intro, and that was the first thing. I'm like, oh, this is like a dream sequence. Everything mm-hmm. that's happening after this point is, is not reality. It's like a dream. Mm-hmm. Well, mm-hmm. I believe... That this is a simulated environment that Ooh. aliens are putting you in to mask whatever terrible things they are doing to you over the course of an alien abduction. And okay. they have scanned our media and know that we are a capitalist consumer obsessed society. And they know that the one thing that's going to placate our feeble minds is a Toys R Us like shopping spree like we just won double there and (laughs) that's gonna keep us at ease while they while they go through our minds and do their shopping if you will of our memories and experiences and i'll point out that there is alien language in this song is that the la 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 la's or yeah what is it always we don't know our our primitive (laughs) monkey minds cannot decipher this language it's always Begin. 
that's when the VR program is breaking down and we're hearing a little bit of them yeah. talking to each other. Exactly, exactly. Oh, okay. So it's like the Matrix, but instead of being stuck in like 90s America, you're stuck on a super toy run. <laughs> exactly. That sounds exactly. Like my dream I, okay i do honest to god i was skeptical at first but i do have dreams like that where i go to garage sales and find piles of video games that are all like 50 cents each and i'll be like holy shit these are so rare this is so great and i'll buy them all and shit okay i think there's some credence to what you're saying here absolutely yeah it's that endorphin release of getting new shit absolutely and with the first couple lines being like well, you know it's going to be all right. Everything will always be all, like, you know, yeah, sort of soothing. Be, yeah, lulled into that comfort. Okay, absolutely. What if it's a form of euthanasia? Oh, shit. <laughs> this is your waking life before you die is you see yourself shopping. <laughs> oh, fuck. Okay. This is what capitalism has brought us yeah, to. Yeah, so, so death, death comes for you and then takes you on a shopping spree. Let's shop until we drop, I believe, uh, as the song says. <laughs> absolutely. Now, I think it's Now, I did right. do some, like... Some some research in like apparently a lot of people theorize or if it was confirmed, I don't know. I, I did all of 10 minutes of Googling mm-hmm. that that this song is supposed to be mocking the Bush administration. It is. Like, indeed. Yeah. Yeah. And, and but but no, fuck that. This is about. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The, the canon uh, explanation <laughs> of this song, the, the, the explanation the bare naked ladies want you to think uh, is. Yeah. This song's about uh, George W. Bush. A reporter asked him. Uh, what the public could do to help in the aftermath of 9-11 and the beginning of the war in Afghanistan, to which his answer was, go shopping. So there is obviously a a line in this song. I mean, mm-hmm. the, the through line in here is about, you know, consumerism and shopping. But also, we do have this weird anti-war sentiment where, like, oh, that's all it takes, huh? That's going to make things better uh, is just shopping. That's well, what it'll prop up the economy, which funds the war machine. Sure. But, I mean, obviously, the mocking tone here is, like, yeah. how simplistic he made it, right? Yeah. You know. Just well, that was sort of a uh, George Bush's through line, right? Sure, Did it was <laughs> simplicity. Simplicity. <laughs> yeah. Okay, you do have a point there. Yeah, um, but the it's aliens int- told him to say that. <laughs> the aliens told George W. Bush to say that. Yes. Fuck, we're going down a well at this point. I like that though. <laughs> oh no, it was his dad who's a reptilian, right? Isn't that? Uh, I think that's <laughs> true. Like From the, the center of the Bush, earth, Bush Senior. No, they have that like that c- weird conspiracy theory that he's a reptilian. And there's, it's from that one video of him, and like he's where like, he peels off his mask. No, he's like he... saying something, and then you could kind of see like his eyes flicker. Okay, and it's obviously just a camera trick. Oh, a camera trick? Not a trick, someone... but like a, like just a, just some sort of camera artifact, mm-hmm. right? And everyone's like, oh, that's proof that he's a reptilian. Sure, but I mean, has it been irrevocably refuted that he's a reptilian? Yes. Well, I mean, he is a reptilian. Oh, okay. All right, we are on the same page then. Okay, good, yeah. good, 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 good. <laughs> <laughs> so here was my question. So this music was meant to communicate a message, right? But the message is mm. completely lost nowadays, right? This this weirdly anti-war message. They're returning to this well after after the last uh, the last album where they mm. had a couple anti-war songs. But like the context of the quote is completely lost, right? So why this, not do the so- song still works? But- as an ironic look at capitalism. I mean, I, capitalism hasn't gone away. But that was like, the, the song had two parts to it. And now we only have one part, right? It was capitalism, but it was also, you know, anti-war, isn't George Bush dumb? So yeah, it's a, it was specificity that was dated. Sure. And so now is lost, but that's why okay. Not, why not just do something evergreen as opposed to something immediately Why topical? not just do something evergreen? Why not? Why put any references to anything that's ever going on nowadays into your into your art? Why ever do that, Saker? A reference to a very specific quote from a very specific press conference. Right. Like, listen, people aren't complaining about, you know, we didn't start the fire. They still know what who all those people are. Well, do they? 
okay, maybe not. But like, the thing is, like, it still works without knowing that reference. You can still say, oh, this is just a tongue-in-cheek, ironic look at capitalism, right? 10,000 years in the future where we're all in, like, a Federation-style, like, utopia where people don't use money and everything, like, then the song will be totally lost. We won't be humans anymore at that point. Mm Mm-hmm. So, so why make a song that relates to the human experience if we're all not be, if we're all going to be AIs? There at some you go. Point? I, I knew you'd slippery slope yourself sooner or later. <laughs> it's like sliding backwards down a greasy it's razor blade. blade. <laughs> I think I, we have to just go with Nick on this one. I think Aliens makes it a lot more of an evergreen song for me. It could right? be gorgeous. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Aliens always do. Aliens always do. And we can always relate to to aliens, you know? Absolutely. And the, the Bandicoot ladies, you're right, Ev, do have a canon alien in their history, which yeah. is Gordon the alien from their first album. And Gordon, so you're like, so here's what's happening. You're bleeding to death. You've, you're you dying. You've been in a car wreck, right? Okay. Tonight's night, you fell asleep at the wheel. Your car flips over, laying there. The only person who can find you is Gordon. He wants to call help, but he can't because he doesn't have hands. Sure. So he's just like, teleporting this into your brain the only thing as he, he about euthanizes you as he rings you're, your you're euthanizing throat. yourself i think sure. for that point sure that sure point. sure um i i would watch this movie yeah sure the shopping movie <laughs> the shopping movie shopping <laughs> i could see I the just, big scary uh, the movie I just enjoyed how like everything was so like super saturated uh, what do like, you mean by saturated like the music was so frenetic the words were just well, nonsense you know, but also like like purposely nonsensical you keep talking about the frenetic nature of the music yeah. but there's a real push and pull to this song because during the bridges mm-hmm. it slows down to halftime right right so i mean why why I mean, I, I think understand. those represent the point. Like, those are a buyer's remorse sort of thing. <laughs> okay. Where you've, where you've got those, like, you've got all those, well, it wouldn't be at the time, but now you've got all those Amazon boxes that, like, uh-huh. they show up at your door, and you're like, oh, I know what's in that one. I'm sure. not going to open it. And you're like, it's always, Okay. It's always, So the la-la-las are the Seinfeld yada, yada, yada. I mean, it's just like, buyer's remorse, right? That's that's definitely a thing. Sure. Nicole Byers Especially with... Buyer Chevrolet, <laughs> especially with like you know, sort of empty, empty consumerism. Yeah. Okay. Like buying stuff you don't need or even want. Sure, absolutely. Or, or when you buy things on Amazon so drunk you don't remember, and then it's like Christmas yeah. when they arrive on your front, oh, on shit. your front door. Yeah. yeah. Well, what's the weirdest thing you've bought drunkenly online? Oh boy, I don't know if I have an answer straight off the bat to this one. I don't know. I'm pretty controlled when it comes to. It's it's like texting people that I need uh, to like, but buying things I'm not really. It's not a problem, but I don't never, know. Nick, do you have an answer? Just like, I I don't not not drunk, but like I will like impulse buy like random stuff. Usually D and D miniatures. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. You are so That's, that is on brand for Nick. I would it, it say. really is. <laughs> I don't have a better answer than that. Uh-huh. <laughs> Ev, did you ask because you have the best answer of all? I don't think I have a best answer. I mean, I think that I, I bought a two-year subscription to Ancient Warfare magazine, <laughs> and it keeps showing up. <laughs> I'm like, I like Ancient Warfare. You are the only subscriber to Ancient no, Warfare No, it's out of, like, magazine. the Netherlands. Oh, sure. Is it in, like... It's in English. Okay, all right. Yeah. Good. I thank you for saving me because I was about to say Dutch and then I was like, shit, what do they speak in the Netherlands? Norwegian. They Norwegian. Speak Dutch thank in the God. I was right. there. I was there. Okay. You know, you're getting there. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. The bridge is kind of eerie to me. It's kind of scary. And maybe this does speak to the alien euthanasia <laughs> aspect of this song. You have those modulated la la la's in the background mm-hmm. that I wrote. It's like a creeping terror right behind you. Like. It's 
I don't know. Yeah, I just see like I just see this as like a super saturated like '90s like there's just like all these fucking like MPEGs playing like just jumping around and like dancing babies and hamsters throwing like fireworks. And, sure. Like and they're just sure. like and they're just running and sure. like no one can stop and you this know is, this it is turns the, into a fever dream. The end of capitalism. Is yeah. This, this is late stage capitalism. Like the song. Fireworks are going off as the markets are falling. And all we can do is, is shop. Yeah. Yeah, boy. Okay, I kind of like this song as the theme for the fall of capitalism. <laughs> That's kind of fun. Yeah. There's speaking of fun dances, they've played this song 115 times live. Yeah. Which is Fucking, that's Because it's a high-energy song. Wild to you? No. It's a whiz la 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 Like, seeing them at concert. Although, I did I did see one of the live shows post-Steve. Oh, okay. And it was the one, not not the one I think you're thinking of, but the one where Kev does, like, Steve's lines. Oh, okay. I and it was uncomfortable. Oh, because he's Kev got is that, the most... He's like... It's always it's, la la la. Well, you know, it's gonna be all right. Oh, poor Kev. And he just, like, has that bird. voice that's made for sad songs. Yeah. And, like, hearing that put to this song, like, it just it just was that such such so dissonant for made me. Made my shoulders slump. I yeah. got real sad for our like, little Kev, boy. Kev, you need to be sad. You need to be sad. I did watch a live version where they did a fun little coordinated yeah, dance to this video. Or to this song. That was a fun one. Um, yeah, I don't know. This I, I feel like this would be the rare song that, for me, might be better live um there's not a whole i like listening to to disc tracks i like listening to the album version like i just imagine this like to the electric warrior porygon like pokemon episode where there's just flashing <laughs> lights and things moving around and like laser beams <laughs> flying everywhere that's that's the seizure episode right yeah okay got it <laughs> sure absolutely i like, can't unsee that now. yeah right <laughs> neither can those kids um, so yeah, the, uh, I, I feel like there's some interesting percussive elements in this song, almost definitely like bongos in the right ear specifically. We've talked about the producer mm-hmm. for this album who likes to very much pan things ear by ear, but it's, it made it sound like a, like a, I wrote down a Brady Bunch montage. I don't mm-hmm. know if that's evocative of anything in real life that actually exists, but it felt very much like very silly, very like goofy. I don't know. I mean, it, it added there's, this song is weird. Because it, it toes a line between silly mm-hmm. and gorgeous. The string instrumentation in this song mm-hmm. is fucking mm-hmm. great. Like they're they're awesome. Uh, at the end of the song, the outro, there's a bunch of cool dynamic musical things. Steven's laws change. The keyboard gets a cool, fun thing to do. There's a sweet, like, string pull on the outro. And it's just, like, good. Like, this song becomes... It's real good. It, it becomes real good. It's just, like, mm-hmm. they poured... They, they, they had this wine... Vintage, 1978, Chambeau, Bordeaux. Is that a thing? Is that me? one of you who drinks wine? Anyway, and they, they had this tiny little fucking cup that they were trying to put in, and they just kept pouring and pouring and pouring. And what you're left with is a little <laughs> bit of good stuff, but boy, they put a lot into this tiny-ass vessel of la 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 I don't know. I thought it was great. Now, it's really <laughs> interesting that you uh, that you mentioned the, the panning left mm-hmm. to right because that really fucked with me listening to this the first time because I'm completely deaf in my right ear. Oh, shit. Oh. And I was listening. Yeah, I was listening to it in headphones. Uh-huh. And the interesting thing that I noticed when I started, when I listened to it in my car 
was they do the the callbacks, the uh, the all rights that yeah. happens, I think, three times in the song. Yeah. Well, those are panned. I think the the first two are panned right, and the, the middle one is, or the you know, the first one's panned right, oh, and the middle man. one's panned left. And the, so I thought it was so weird that only <laughs> once in this song do they do it, and it's this chick's voice that's like this enthusiastic, like surprised, sure. but like also sort of enthusiastically agreeing to whatever is being proposed to her, going all right. Yeah. And I'm like, that's such a weird thing to just have randomly once in the middle of this song. And it wasn't until I listened to it in the card. I'm like, oh, no, they do that a bunch. Oh, it's man. still kind of weird. Though. That's so I had never considered that. But they do that on mm-hmm. this album specifically so much as panning things like to one side or the other. So mm-hmm. for for you, that would be a nightmare. Yeah. What a terrible idea. Holy shit. Wait, <laughs> does that affect your enjoyment of music in general beyond like weird songs that are panned one way or the other? Not usually, because most song, most regular normal music doesn't do that. Sure, that yeah, much. absolutely. <laughs> uh, yeah, so it's not usually that big of a problem, right? Okay, interesting, boy. Yeah, I did. I I did love those. All right, like mm-hmm. of course you did. So much fun, and there were hand claps. Yeah, they were. Ha- this song had some good ass shit in it. It was just, it was just a nothing <laughs> like blip of a song other than that. But see, here's the deal, and Evan, you've told me this before. You don't listen to lyrics. You don't give a shit about lyrics for the most part. So, like, for you, this song was just gorgeous instrumentation and a fun bop and, like, a speedy, high-energy song. Yeah, but, okay, but I think I'm just trying to, like, somehow rectify the fundamental hypocrisy of, like, not liking this song because the lyrics didn't work for you Uh and then, like, another postcard being a bop for you. Another postcard is fun. There's punchlines in another postcard. The only punchline in this song, as far as I can tell, is when the going gets rough, just shop with somebody tough. is not so, a punchline it's not funny it's not so you like, just listen for jokes it's it is weird, weird. That and makes, I, okay i'm starting to unpack your you're like <laughs> what you look for in us i'm getting it now okay. i think i get that and especially seeing like your nerdcore rapster like you're all about the puns and, and I, funs i need the wordplay i need the puns okay. i need the jokes so you're just a little wacky the, boy i am a little wacky boy i gotta I say it. <laughs> that's my whole identity okay. nick buys the indie miniatures i'm a little wacky boy yeah, what I are you it. evan i don't know what i am <laughs> no none of us do depressed now <laughs> depressed we're all still figuring it out. <laughs> but we're all figuring it out together. And yeah. we're going to find your true identity through this podcast. Shopping with our friends. Maybe you're just a BNL fan. Maybe that's your core identity. I'm going to be. <laughs> I've done. What if you're the person, what if you're the someone who's tough that oh, we need to shop you're the You're the tough yeah. shopper. What does that mean? Yeah, I don't know what that means. <laughs> I don't even know. The first thing I thought of was like the the crazy stories you hear about like Black Friday where like people are getting into brawls over like the last like sure. Tickle Me Elmo so or something. Bring, bring a fucking bodyguard when you go shopping is the, is what he's trying to say in this song. Yeah. Uh, boy, I, I like that too. Um, have yeah. I, I don't know. Did you have any other notes on this song that I didn't cover? I mean, it was it was interesting. Like the to talk you talked about it not being evergreen, and it was to a certain extent here for me too because shopping at least nowadays, is largely digital, right? Sure, sure. And I think it's like, I don't know, millennials We are don't like, go shopping Yeah, anymore. and we don't do it with our friends. It's long, it's a singular pursuit sure. now. I mean, you don't, you're not going to, hey, guys, I'm going to go buy something on Amazon. Come on. Sure. Malls are dying. Yeah, and I, I think... Get in, loser, we're going shopping. Yeah, get, get in, it's loser. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So, like, I think that, I think one of the things for me was, again, the nostalgia factor, too, because I, I remember, like, the 80s mall culture very sure. fondly, even though I was a, 
a fucking child there, but like I was, I was like even see- into the nineties. Yeah, remember, like the yeah. 90, like seeing the teens there and the mall being the place to hang out. I never really hung out at the mall. Like I remember going to the food court once or twice, but it wasn't a place for me to hang out. Uh, but like I don't know, just being there and seeing like all this shit sure. around you that you could like you couldn't buy because you're a fucking child. But, sure, you know, just oh, you never went to the mall as like a teenager and just hung out. You not, weren't a mall kid? I kind of, I mean, like there was, when I worked at a summer camp, they would like take us and drop us off at the mall really? on like Saturday and we'd just be there all <laughs> fucking day and we'd have our paychecks, you know, our $80 paychecks yeah. burning a hole in our fucking yeah, pockets. Right. So okay. you, you can imagine those went pretty fun. Sure. Those were great days See, actually. Yeah, I, I have that nostalgia for that time. Going into FYE and buying a $35 Ronma one half VHS with two episodes <laughs> on it and like, I have that nostalgia, but the song still didn't hit me. So interesting. Different huh. strokes. Uh, Nick, did you have any other notes that we didn't cover? Uh, I think we hit most of it. Like, I, sure. I I generally agree that this was like a fun, catchy song, but lyrically, it's just simple as hell. Like, it has sure. it has all the depth and nuance that the Wiggles sing about fruit salad. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but 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 I mean, it was still fun to listen to, and there's still a lot going on. So yeah, yeah, I don't I don't want to be misinterpreted, and I'm sure yeah. that I will clear it up with my rating. But like, I didn't mind this song. I just feel like well, this you're just, is you're just digging in because I'm opposing you. I get it. You're doubling down. Wait, you're opposing me, so I... Oh, sure. I see. But wait, here's the point where I'm not doubling down. Well, I'm telling I you I liked it. I was just saying what you were doing. Oh, okay, got there. it. Uh, yeah, I mean, this is not a song that's meant to be analyzed. Period, I think. Fight I think, me. Unless it's about aliens. Unless it's yeah. about aliens. No, I, I would agree with you, like, lyrically. I think that the, the thing that got me was just the tone. Like, the... Just like the the tongue in cheek irony of the piece and then the, the sure. sort of the sort of false, sure. almost like hyped up, overhyped energy of sure. it. Sure. I, I, and that just it was a, it was a joke to me. It was a joke mm-hmm. song. It oh, didn't this song have is a joke to you. It didn't have jokes in it. <laughs> the song is a f- <laughs> yeah. No, I, but it yeah. was a it was a joke. Just the idea of it was fun for me. Yeah, I agree See, with that. See, I, I I have. See, I have a deeper sort of uh, more contextual oh, yeah, sense nuanced. of humor Fuck than you. Than, than you <laughs> I get I get two D six song ideas. I mean, sometimes. if there'd been like a couple knock knock jokes in the that bridge, you probably great. I get two D six song ideas sometimes, and I'll say this is a funny idea, and then I'll think about it a little deeper, and I'll go, can this sustain? a three minute song and I'll go, no, I probably shouldn't write about it. I feel like they went the first step here and they went, is this a funny concept? If we had a song about shopping, that was silly. Wait, and wait, somebody said, wait, yeah. wait, 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 hold up. Okay. Nick, so, I don't need you. <laughs> hold, hold up. Having being very familiar with 2D6's discography. Has that ever <laughs> happened where you've decided to not, Write a song about yes, something. many, and I hate to tell you this, but the songs that come that we bring to concerts and on disc are the cream of the crop, yeah. and even that is so bottom of the barrel. I mean, usually it's just like ten minutes of them saying, "When I say fart, you say poo." <laughs> yes. Fart, yes. Yep. Yeah. So they, just, they just fill the songs with the Monk. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, but, but I don't know. I just felt like I don't know. Av, let's find something we can agree on. Yeah. Tell me a little bit about '90s anime. Well, I'm glad you asked, Saker. As uh-huh. you all know, every song in Everything to Everyone is about Steve's least favorite watch. He, he, we know now that he hates watch. He hates watch them. He hates, yeah. We, I actually, I for the listeners who don't follow us on Twitter, I did, Steve had a short AMA, and uh, I, I asked him what his favorite 90s anime was, and he said it wasn't his thing. So we have been fucking up real bad no, we just know that he hate watches them now. By doing, oh, he hate watches them, sure, yeah. okay. But we've been doing a 90s anime read for every song. Which is exactly so. the sort of thing you would say if you were a time-traveling vampire who was trying to hide your true nature. Checks out. Mm-hmm. We're after you, Steve. We're on to you, Steve. So, but yes, every song for everything to everyone is about a 90s anime. And this one 
isn't necessarily a wholly 90s anime. Yes. But, I mean, having started in 1969. But yes. it is, of course, Japan's longest running anime with over 7,000 episodes <laughs> and segments. Sazai-san. Sazai-san. Sazai-san is a... I'll do a quick intro. Please. And then we can get into the... the it's a slice of life uh, covering Sazai Fugata and her family. Uh, her extended family, basically, because it's like kids, parents. And it's just basically... A literal slice of life. Like, most of the episodes are nothing. Mm-hmm. Like, they just, like, she goes and gets lost in a mall. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's... I went to a mall and there's just too much stuff there. And then I got lost. Or, you know, oh, the the milk is going bad. I have to get more milk. Oh, here comes some rice. That's about it. Yeah. Yep. And there's and the Japanese love it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Eating it up. 7,500 episodes. Yeah. And, I mean, it's, uh, it's, it's even like a syndrome. Zaya syndrome. Have you ever heard of that? No, I haven't. It's the... It's like the de- the the sense of depression you feel because it's Sazai-san always airs at six thirty p.m. Uh huh. On Sunday. Uh huh. So it's like the end of the episode means your work week is beginning. Oh. So it's like, oh, my weekend's over. Oh, what a bummer. Okay. Um. So how did how is Sazai-san about shopping? Good question. Singer. That's a great question. I thought, you know, there's a couple ways you could take this. Uh, you know, she does go shopping quite a bit. <laughs> well, Sazai-san actually rejects the normal feminine influences of this of society. She was kind of like it was the first anime to be outspoken about uh, women's lib uh, and stuff like that. So I, I think this song seems to be mocking shopping as a coping mechanism. Yeah, and also like uh, again, sort of like like mocking the the capitalist culture like uh the creator what's machiko hasegawa mm-hmm. was said that the show should never be there should never be any merchandise for it sure. there should never be any like tie-in media or anything like that so it, it's almost impossible to find like sazaius on paraphernalia yeah yeah and at the same time i mean shopping is a time-honored tradition and this uh anime has been going since the late 60s mm-hmm. so long 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 time um but taken literally the final message of sazaius on the final comic strip was Take joy in the little things in life, right? So could that be shopping? If you need to, if you need it to be. If you need it to be, it could be anything. <laughs> only if you buy, if you, only if you don't spend a lot of money. Sure, yes, Just absolutely. little purchases. Boy, this was a tough read. Go to the dollar store, yeah. <laughs> we got there. I mean, because there, there, are, there are animes that have shopping episodes, but none of them that like deal with shopping right. per se. Right, right, right. But I you know what? I can, I can think of. I'm fairly confident that Steve was talking about Sazai-san. I mean, how could he not be? Hate watching it. Hate watching Sazai on all 7,500 episodes. <laughs> I remember watching it in Japan because it was, it's, the language is relatively simple that they use. Sure. And they use a lot of like slang and terms and stuff. So it's really easy to pick that up. So we would watch it every Sunday. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's awesome. Okay, cool. Yeah. So well, you've we, actually seen it. I've never, yeah, never watched an episode. Yeah. I mean, I, I've seen, I saw like 20 episodes of it and, right. you know, if you would ask me to name anything that happened in any of those episodes, I would not be able <laughs> sure. to. Sure, Sazai-san had a piece of toast. Yeah, she made dinner. Sazai-san pet a dog. Um, the dog barked at her son on the way to school <laughs> and it scared him. But you know what? You know it's going to be all right. I think it's going to be all right. <laughs> when we go shopping. Um, all right. I think it's about time that we get around to rating this song. So as you know, Evan, and as you may not know, Nick, uh, we rate our songs on a scale of bare, naked, to fully clothed. The fewer clothes a song is wearing, the better it is. The more clothes it has on, the worse it is. So as usual, Ev, we'll give the guests a little time to think while you give your rating, bare, naked, or fully clothed for this song. I don't usually go shopping for clothes because I don't like trying things on. Mm -hmm. And I don't like clothes, per se. Okay. (laughs) So... Let's just say I'm going shopping for you, clothes. I want to mention that you are totally nude right now yeah, in my as house. Always, okay. As always. Um, I'm going, I remember going to Nordstrom Rack one time because I had to, and I bought pants that were way too small for me. 
Why? Just because you didn't want to try them on. Because I'm a fucking idiot. Okay, got it. So I didn't want to try them on. I'm like, this is my size. And I, I, I mean, I kind of knew conceptually that's that you know brands run different you bought large child i remember pants. going up because I, I remember going up to the checkout lady and i'm like oh god i love shopping without my partner because that means i don't have to try clothes on and i remember her looking at me up and down and going are you sure you want to buy these and i'm like yep i'm an idiot <laughs> so i bought them but um so i'm going to i'm going to this nordstrom rack or i'm going to marshall's or something and i see all these clothes these racks of clothes and i'm like huh let me let me try these on you know i'm i'm, I'm gonna i'm gonna get out of my comfort zone i'm gonna go try them on so i go pick up i pick a nice shirt and jeans ensemble go in there i take off my clothes i put the shirt on and i go and turn and look at the mirror and when i look at that i see the shirt sort of just blink out of existence okay i'm like well what what's going on and i'm like well i i I gotta see what the pants look like i guess i put them on bam I'm Gone. sorry, you weren't as freaked out by the shirt. You have tried no, on the pants stuff, immediately after. That's why I don't like I don't like modern games because strange stuff happens to me all the time sure, like on a daily, okay, daily basis. Okay, got it. Like it's it's crazy. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, I catch glitches in the Matrix all the time, uh-huh. or the or maybe an alien is euthanizing. Sure, me. who knows? So I walk out and I'm like, I, I try to put my clothes on, but when I try to put my clothes on, I can't. So I'm walking out. I'm like, fuck, 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 fuck. What do I do? What do I do? What do I do? My clothes are gone too. So like. I'm like I gotta I gotta go out, so I like kind of walk out naked, covering myself, but no one seems to no one seems to uh, even notice. Uh-huh. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Like I'm totally new. Uh-huh. And I'm just I hate out. when that happens. <laughs> yeah, I'm just walking out of the store. It's like one of those dreams, but like nobody cares. No one seems to notice. Like sure. people are like, no one even giving me a, a side eye, and that's so why I walk out of the store. And the security guard's like, hey, 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 you can't go with those on. <laughs> and he like comes grabs me. I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? I'm not even wearing clothes. He's like, these this is merchandise here. Don't you see this tag? Don't you, the, the buzzer's going off or sure. like that. So I wore them out of the store on act. I'm like, I can't see these clothes. I can't see these clothes. <laughs> so, so basically this song for me, uh, I get thrown in jail too. Okay, for, for yeah, Prosecute yeah. to the full extent of the law. So $5,000 fine <laughs> up to three months in jail. Sure, I don't even know what service. it was. Yeah. Community service. So like, yeah, I'm terrified because I can't see these fucking clothes. So basically the song for me is like a reverse emperor's, clothes Emperor, so sure this song is looks it's uh, naked to me but uh-huh. apparently everyone else thinks it sucks <laughs> it's naked i really like this song Hot damn this well, is a fully i can't see song. any i can't see any clothes that i'm wearing so your bare naked ladies hit list right now is hidden sun and shopping just put them right no, next also to maybe katie <laughs> again maybe katie that's right uh, okay so for me uh this song it's uh the height of summer and i am like with my friends i am in uh, the 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 eighth grade ninth grade and we are having a swimming party at my grade friend's nine. house. I, this is me in grade nine, baby. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so we're swimming and whatever. And then I'm done and I I didn't even wear a shirt because uh, I rode my bike over. So I just hop on my bike to start riding home. I get home. My mom goes, "Where in the fuck were you? <laughs> we were supposed to go out shopping today." And I say, "Oh, mama, I'm so sorry." God, she says, your mom's favorite catchphrase. <laughs> Where in the fuck are get you? Get in the fucking car right now. <laughs> Pulls me into the car. We drive to Nordstrom Rack. I see my friend Evan there. Uh, and she says... Am I clothed? No. To, yeah, absolutely. You have a shit ton of clothes <laughs> on. Being... I keep trying clothes <laughs> on. Um, and uh, uh, so so she said... Because for me, this song reminds me of an 80s montage or 90s mm-hmm. montage, right? And that's why I loved it. So she says, it's time to go sock shopping. And so we have this 90s montage of me trying on socks and, you know, when I try on a new sock, I don't take the old sock off, right? Mm-hmm. So I just keep trying on socks. That's the best try- way to try clothes on, is just putting them on over the previous clothes. Yes. Turn around, and my mom will give the uh, the shaking her head. Thumbs or down, the- frown. <laughs> exactly. Um, and eventually, I do find the right sock, but at that point, I've got 
got about yeah. uh, 46 pairs of socks on. So this is me. 46 pairs of socks and swim trunks. So you've ruined basically like 20 pairs of socks. Oh, like they're all stretched out. Plus they're all fucking like wet anyway because the swim you trunks have are no still circulation dripping. to your toes. Absolutely. Yeah, my feet have fallen off at this point. Uh, so this is a, uh, it's got a lot of nakedity to it, but near the feet, <laughs> you got to throw those socks on. Uh, Nick, what do we got? So, um, yeah. So, uh, (laughs) (laughs) well, this is an interesting scale, isn't it? (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) certainly. All right, all right, all right, all right. So, um, so I think for me, this song is is I think I think going shopping is that great analogy. And unlike unlike Evan, I I do shop fully clothed. (laughs) Okay. but but it turns out in reality I am at the very least mostly naked, strapped to a table, and those clothes are just a projection of the alien, uh, sure. the, the alien simulation into my brain. <laughs> Bringing it back around. Uh, yeah. Do you have on like a gown or some sort of like, uh, or is it totally nude and you're just getting no, broke? Uh, no, I, I I would like to think that there's like a, at least like something covering the groin area because we want to keep this movie PG thirteen. Oh, you know sure. when they do like that a... zoom out reveal of like what's actually going on, you can't sure. have it like fully nude, you know, because then sure. the sensors go crazy and then God. you know you're gonna lose a lot of revenue when they give it a rate R rating, you know. So. Sure. So, yeah, so there's like... that there, there's like that medical blanket like kind of like yeah. hovering. <laughs> <laughs> Or you're in like a, it's like Mila Jovovich in the beginning of the Fifth Element, where you're just wearing that like, oh, the straps, the, the, the straps, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And you, now you just, just gave the listeners the the vision of me wearing that, you know, yeah, which, go, if go they look know up what they picture. look like, yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. Saker, we'll post a picture of you in the in the show notes. As it's it does for it's every their guest. fault. I have nothing to do with this. It's their fault. Blame them. <laughs> oh goodness, Nick, thank you so much for being yes, on today. We really appreciate it. Uh, tell us thank a you. little more about uh, you, where we can find you, what you want to promote. Sure. Thank you so so much for having me. Uh, yeah. My name is Nick Yurseva. I'm the DM of Tales of the Voidfarer, a D&D 5th edition podcast inspired by the 2nd edition setting Spelljammer. So think D&D in space with elves and dragons and dwarves on flying mm-hmm. ships, like very treasure planet-like. Super, super cool stuff. Uh, you can follow the podcast at Pod on Twitter, at Podcast on uh, Instagram and Facebook, and uh, check out more information at VoidFarerPodcast.com. Will be, and Ooh, I am actually one of the three characters in this show, listener. Oh, so if smart. you are, if you're into Saker, then you can listen to <laughs> Tales. You can't get enough Saker. If you can't get enough of me, then listen uh, to Tales. Do you play, of the do you play a character, or do you do you talk? No, I just normal? play myself. Okay, <laughs> Saker. What am I doing here? <laughs> no, Saker, I play, Saker plays a penguin. Yes, I play a Doar, a space penguin. Okay. He And I made him, for some reason, talk like a southern lawyer. Some real foghorn, leghorn vibes from oh, okay. Luckbeak. So you're just sailing through, like, the phlogiston. That's cool. Ooh, look at you. Hey, I played some spell yeah, jam back in the day. Yeah, that's some spell jammer lore. Oh, look yeah, it was like, you. It was, like, based on, like, an Aristotelian understanding of how the universe works, where they have crystal yeah. spheres and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Pre-Newtonian. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. super cool stuff. Fuck. Yeah, I could drop some mad spell jam lore you on you all. certainly can. <laughs> all right, get yourself to Kratz Space. Nick, thank you so much for being on. Thank we you. appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me. Talk to you later. Hey, Evan. I think we should wear more weights. Wear more weights around our waists or where? Wear uh-huh. weights. 
Where weights? Where? Is that where you just where you uh you turn into a gym rat every full moon? <laughs> oh, where weights? And when the full moon comes out, I just fall into a pile of dumbbells. Well, no, it'd be awesome because instead of waking up in like a pool of blood naked in the forest, you'd wake up like all sore, but like you'd be buff. Yeah. All right. Well, actually, you'd only work out. You no, know, you'd be fucking ruined because like you'd only work out real hard once a month. Oh yeah, you'd be horrible. So in the other day, you just you know you'd have to you'd have to work out every other day because otherwise you'd just like tear up all your muscles and you'd be like in bed. For for a couple days. Yeah, that's true. Well, I'm, I'm amazed, but that can't be right because when you're a werewolf, you get all muscular and shit, yeah. but then you go back to normal. Right. So when you're a okay. weight, you get all muscular and then you turn back. It's a werewolf without the fur, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, yeah. you still have the well, bloodlust. Well, you're not violent. You don't, you're bloodlust. <laughs> you got the pump lust. Yeah, you got, you got the pump lust. You got lust for like power juice or whatever sure. they're drinking. Muscle milk. Muscle milk, yeah. Uh, you have to have a Planet Fitness membership because <laughs> otherwise yourself will just break into any gym that's not 24 hours. That's right. It's bad. Bad news bears. Um, yeah, wear weights. Where do you want to wear weights? On your legs? On your arms? Uh, face. Face weights. Now, what would that accomplish? Uh, it would increase the strength of my smile. <laughs> you're one of the hardiest smilers I know, I gotta say. I got a big mouth, buddy. <laughs> and you're putting it to good use. I got a nice, wet, big mouth, and <laughs> it can get real big. Oh, fill with those calcium nuggets. Give me those mm-hmm. little calcium nuggets. <laughs> my pearlies. Yeah, you you got a nice set of pearlies. pearlies. They're like more like distressed ivory. Yeah, yeah, you got a nice set of eggshells of mother of pearlies. Brown eggs. Yeah. <laughs> you got a nice set of unbleached brown Stanky eggs mouth with eggs. chicken shit still on them straight from the farm. Yeah, you're not supposed to wash them. You ever bought keep a bunch of eggs from a farm and they still have chicken shit on them? Yeah, that's fine. It is fine. Freaks me out a little bit. But like they keep longer, right? Because like that's like in Europe they don't wash them at all because you know, they're 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 shelf stable. Yes, you shouldn't wash them, you shouldn't refrigerate them. We keep our eggs out. Out? We, yes. Out. Well, they, they'll go bad if they're washed. We keep them out and they're fine. Yeah, I mean, how fast do you eat eggs? Not hugely fast. Should I not be keeping my eggs on the counter? I don't know. I don't I don't know. We started a new thing where we keep our eggs on the counter and we keep our milk in a jug on the counter as well. And that is just... <laughs> It's a taste sensation. <laughs> we keep our eggs. It's like those uh, in those old bar scenes where you go into the bar and they've got those like pickled eggs. Sure. But you keep the whole eggs in a jug of milk <laughs> yes, on your counter. Absolutely. A jug of curdled milk. Oh my Fold god. Put a couple pieces of bacon in there. You got yourself a breakfast. Yeah, absolutely. Grate, I drink some, that. grate some potatoes in there. That salt. Down. You just put it in the oven for two and a half hours and. Uh, <laughs> Don't break the eggs. Don't. I, just. I was making um, pancakes the other day with my son, and I was teaching him how to break the eggs. And his thing for breaking the eggs was just reaching out, grabbing with his hand, and crushing oh, it. Oh no! Oh poor was, kid. Just, no 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 no, buddy buddy. Oh, how many but, did he go through? He went through like four eggs. Just crushing them? There were a lot of yeah, because he would he would start to do it like normally, and then he would just. He would go. He would trick me because he would start to go and crack them on the edge, edge. But then he would just hold it out real quick and smash them in his hands. <laughs> and he got me like two times with that. What a little shit. Yep. So uh, they were pancakes full of eggshells, but Yum. it's okay. We ate around it. Yum. All right. Does he enjoy cooking? Um, kind of. Okay. <laughs> he enjoys. He likes. He likes the act of mixing things. Sure. Messing is what he likes to do. Yes. Uh. Yeah. Okay. Cool. You know who else likes messing? I know who else likes messing. That's Jory. Jory has a King of the Hill podcast where he is determined to prove that King of the Hill is the Citizen Kane of animated sitcoms. Each episode, he's accompanied by a guest as they discuss the themes, comedy, and situations that make the series so great and relatable. That's Citizen Kane every... Citizen Hank. 
Citizen Kane. What did I say? Citizen, Citizen Kane. Kane. <laughs> Shit. That's where you discuss why Kane's Chicken is That's the best. King of the Hill, a show on used to be on Fox. You should go watch it. <laughs> <laughs> Can we do a Citizen Hank spinoff called Citizen Kane where we review Kane's Chicken every week? Ah, uh, yeah. This time I got the three-piece. Not as good as the five-piece. Wasn't as much chicken in it. Yeah. Now, it was more eco- economically feasible for yeah, me. Raisin Kings, for those listeners who don't live in like the Midwest, I suppose, because I think it's a Midwest, Northeastern. Southern chain. Oh yeah. Two. Okay, so maybe it's it's more it's more. Re- I thought it was regional, but like it's a it's just a chicken finger. Raisin so Kings. Chicken get- chains. Chicken Raisin Kings. It's my top my okay. top chicken king. Chicken Pass bang. that. Uh, I'd say Popeyes then KFC. Sure. Um, Bojangles. Is Bojangles? Yeah, Bojangles is a biscuit restaurant. It's more a, than chick- a chicken. Uh, are they not a chicky biscuit? Well, I'd put I'd put Bojangles then above KFC. Okay, I think mine... I'm not really a chicken boy. Yeah, I guess I'm churches. I've never had churches. Never had churches. We should go. There's a couple in Columbus. There used to be a chi- that chicken district. Do you ever go there by down by campus where it was like a KFC across from a churches across from a Popeyes? Are you serious? They're all gone now. Oh, that's a but like it was a three way <laughs> a three way stop that had a chicken place on every you called, corner. Did you call the chicken district? I called it the chicken okay, district. Got it. Do you remember Mr. Chicken? Oh yeah, he used, to, he used to come to my house. Shut the fuck up. Visit me. <laughs> he used to come to come to class and like do all those like kind of pseudo magic stuff, but sure. it was always chicken based. Sure, sure, sure. Do you remember any of his tricks? Yeah, he'd like you know yeah they pull out a rabbit out of a hat. He'd pull like a twelve piece out of his hat and then just pass around the chicken. For so everybody. these weren't live chickens. They were always cooked chicken. Yeah, they were always <laughs> Mr. Chicken. I don't. Yeah, I guess you could bring live chickens into like a elementary school. They have like animal days. Yeah, I would say there's no law against it. There's no law that says a dog can't play basketball. <laughs> so. <laughs> We gotta let him on the court. Uh, that's Mr. Chicken every Wednesday on the Orange Groves Network. Listen to Citizen Hank. Bye. Bye. And we're back with It's All Been Done, a Bare Naked Ladies podcast. Now's the time in the show when we spin that big ass wheel. Can Let's- we pretend? Can we pretend we're in we're in space while we're doing this? Yeah. Okay. Okay. No, I mean like in a space station. Oh, thank God. <laughs> okay. We're on the International Space Station. There's no noise. We wouldn't have been able to hear the big old wheel, and that's my favorite part of the wheel. Well, I mean, we're on the space station. You could play the wheel on the space station. Okay. This one is actually a good space station wheel segment. Okay. It's called In the ISS. This song is on your road mix or space <laughs> mix. In the car. This track is on your road mix. What songs come before and after and why? Ooh. This is a great one yeah, for this. I feel like... Barbie Girl is an automatic segue oh, yeah. into this song or after this song. Like that's sure. a that's a perfect one because it, it it's gets electronic, the, gets the irony, has the same energy. Mm-hmm. Sure, certainly. After this, though, are we looking to like? Hey guys, that was a lot of fun. Yeah, let's but- tone it down. So is there, <laughs> is there some like a uh, like breathy female vocalist who does sure. a song song about like a uh, Liz Fair who does a song about how crappy and terrible consumer culture consumer is consumer culture there has to be yeah i'm trying to think about um what what fuck consumer culture like nah the only yeah. thing i can think of is uh in the eyes <laughs> of an angel, which is not consumer culture but this one is also as we discussed in the in the episode critical of war too um so i think there's a lot that you could do and we've certainly taped the first part of the episode in which i brought that up so and you don't have to do tape them listeners we, we do not record them on garage band or anything like that this we, is a we eight have like track a eight track running in the back you can hear it clicking uh-huh 
on wax cylinders. <laughs> yes, we record we them ourselves. <laughs> we record these. We are just, I'm hammering into a piece of stone and then running it through a mimeograph and hoping that. That's how what, that works. What does a mimeograph oh, do? A mimeograph is like a early, a very, very early copier. Yeah, that's what I'm doing. It like the, it'll copy it on like onion, like onion skin paper. Oh, okay. Not on onions. But. Uh, <laughs> That'd be fun. The um, like you could etch something into each layer of an onion as it goes deeper and deeper. That would be fun. I like that. It's uh, like a three dimensional. And then these are the sounds that come out of the mimeograph machine. Sounds of silence happen to sound just like these voices. Mm. There are no people named Saker and Evan. They are just the random pounding of monkeys on a typewriter. <laughs> um. Okay. So the song. So Barbie Girl leads into shopping. We got space chimps. We got smell chimps. <laughs> I did that song karaoke last night. It kills every time. People love it. Why? It's a blast of a song. You get to do the accent, and it's really, really fun. <laughs> you get to do the accent? You no, I don't do an accent. You have I to do, do the accent. But it's not really. Dude, I know. We we we, we discussed settled it. law. Settled it's law. Probably okay. It's probably is what we decided <laughs> without any people of color involved. We decided that it was probably, probably okay. okay. <laughs> what track is after this goddamn song in our road mix? Hurt by Johnny Cash. Ooh, okay. I do like... Is there a song that tricks you into thinking that it's going to be a fun song, but it's actually about... There's probably a lot hurt, of songs. Hurt by Johnny Cash. That definitely <laughs> tricks me. Hurt by Richard Cheese. The cover of the Johnny Cash song. So it's a cover of a cover? Yes. It might just be a cover of the, uh, the Nine Inch Nails <laughs> song, actually. But I like the idea of, hey, guys, we're still having fun, but it's time for you to recognize how serious <laughs> the stuff we're talking about is. Did like, Richard Cheese do a Hurt cover? Like, I don't know. Do you know Richard I don't, Cheese? I, yeah, he comes to my uh, class and <laughs> I fucking hate all the cheese-based magic. Okay, he didn't do a cover of Hurt, so that's out. But he did do a cover of Closer by Nine Inch Nails. So we're going to say that Shopping his... makes me closer to God. That's good, actually. I kind of like that. Okay. Barbie Girl, Shopping, shopping. Closer, closer by Richard, Richard Cheese. <laughs> why, the, why the Richard Cheese song? I think Because if I'm not familiar with Richard Cheese, I bet at least so two, Rich, two or three of our listeners aren't. Sure. Richard Cheese does uh, lounge covers of uh, popular oh, that's songs. That's the name. But he does them. Yeah. I always wondered why he was singing when he came to class. <laughs> he always used to pull pianos out of his hat. 12 pieces of fried piano, fried mm. ivory keys. No, he was cheese based he is cheese based my apologies uh did he and mr chicken get along no they never came on the same day boy i hope that ad was that an ad what the fuck is happening (laughs) i've forgotten what we're doing i've forgotten everything it was an ad and i hope it came before this oh thank god i'll have to finagle it it's fine we'll do it um yeah so so i think it's it's fun but it's also a serious song but he does it in a fun way does that track at all or do you have a better suggestion I mean, I don't have a better suggestion, and it doesn't and it doesn't track. So no and no. <laughs> Where are we going in this road mix? Uh, are we going to the ISS? Is this the song we're listening no, to? No, we're, we're on a generation ship. We're traveling to like Kepler three fifteen. Okay, uh, named after the Green Bank Telescope in Kepler, West Virginia. No, Stone, Stone Cold Stone Cold Steve Austin. Is that what it was? Wasn't I'm that like, sorry. Stone Cold Beast Beast Austin Stone. Beast Monster is like three fifteen. Java's 315 Java's yeah I don't know Evan are you smelling toast right now (laughs) are you having a stroke I wish I wish I was I was Uh, like what was that Stone Cold Steve Austin thing that everyone was doing Stone Cold 315 was that what it was Austin 316 oh 316 close yeah like John 316 like the famous Bible verse Uh, what's the famous Bible verse uh look it up therefore he art our friend 
and shall be deemed as such. <laughs> and, and lo, did it come with the face of seven <laughs> giraffes. And the first head was that of a lion with 16 eyes. Seven giraffes, and, but also a lion with 16 eyes? Yeah, haven't you seen like angels? They're like <laughs> giant flaming wheels with 42 heads and hey, like buddy, one played, of them is a lion. I played Bayonetta. I know exactly what an angel looks like. <laughs> There's another reference lost. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. Wow, I thought it was like that. So Stone Cold was just straight up Christian. Uh, I think his whole thing was he was a God-fearing country boy who used to drink beers and come in on a motorcycle. Okay. Right? Don't know. Neither I do I. I don't remember. I don't know much about wrestling at all. Hey, Jory has another podcast called CWFP, Critical Wrestling Fan Podcast, or uh, Casual oh, Wrestling Fan Podcast. Lucky us. <laughs> Are we still doing a commercial? I'm so lost. So what's the what's Stone Cold's come out song? Uh... We're doing A to C is what we're doing. Sure, we a are. To, a to D. <laughs> a to D. Stone Cold's come out song can't be I'm coming out. <laughs> I'm coming out. I think it should be every, every wrestler's entrance music should be I'm coming out. <laughs> Maybe that's a good song to follow up shopping. Here I go again on my, my own. I think it will be a Wheel in the Sky by Journey. Wheel in the sky. Keep but on. Those are like those are just straight up road songs, though. Yeah. Like so. Well, he rides a motorcycle into the ring. Yeah, but so we don't know what his his come out song is. Oh, Someone, you're asking me yeah, like some, not to pitch you yeah, something. Some like uh, our, some of our listeners are just sitting there like literally gnawing their fingertips <laughs> off. Like shut <laughs> up, you guys are so. <laughs> Stone Cold's entrance music is a song that is made for Stone Cold. Oh, okay. Does that help you at all? Nope. Put a it'll put a little clip in right here. Okay. I wish it were more biblical. I wish it were a choir of angels. I don't know. That sounded pretty biblical. Like people getting turned into pillars of salt and then getting smashed. That's probably true. Smashed. Like Stone Cold Steve often does to so many uh, mankinds and... Uh, Undertakers. Thank you for that bull. Very good. I think we're done with this segment. (laughs) So finally, it is... Barbie girl shopping and then the stone cold Steve Austin <laughs> and ring news. entry music is our road mix for this. A to D, D my favorite way to do things. <laughs> All right. Right now we are going to take a piece of mail from our friends. Our fans are tiny little babies. This is a piece of mail from our friend Dan. <laughs> hey Dan. Dan B. Dan, Dan says, ahoy hoy. Great way to start an yeah. email. I'm in Ottawa for a Scrabble tournament. At, f- first off, okay, fuck There's yeah. a lot to unpack in that sentence. I really like that sentence. I hope sentence. that you are bringing somebody back to your room for a little travel Scrabble. Um, and while watching TV in my hotel room, okay, so probably not, I was surprised <laughs> to hear Canada Dry. It was, fittingly, in a commercial for Canada Dry Ginger Ale. Huh. Are the Beanakes at the stage of their careers where they are making blatant cash grabs? This is a multi-part question. What other products would the boys write to collect those sweet royalty checks? How would they go? This is a direct request for Sacred to sing a stupid song. Evan, you can join in if you want, but you don't have to. Well, thank you. Keep on keeping on. Dan B, Albany, but right now in Ottawa. I'm so glad that like they're starting to get our personalities. <laughs> Evan, you, you don't have to do it if you don't want to. It's fine, Evan. It's you just fine. sit there, bud. You just, you just take your own time. Take your time. So, uh, number one, are the B-Nakes at the stage in their careers where they're making blatant cash grabs? I feel like they've always been at that stage. They did a... Tide commercial a couple of years ago. The thing is, what stage in your career is that? If I was at a beginner and Tide came to me and was like, we'll give you 
$100,000 for your song, I'd be like, fuck yeah. Mm-hmm. At the end of my career, if they if Ginger Ale said, we'll come to you and give you you know a million dollars for your song, I'd say, fuck yeah, right? So at what point do you think that selling out is even a thing? I think so. Or is it just putting food on the table? Yeah, I don't think, I think selling out, there is a there is like a bright line test for selling out where you've like fundamentally undermined your core values to, to for a buck. And then there's fitting. also like, you're a you know a dad band who sure. makes poppy songs that fit in commercials. I don't think that's selling out. When you're covering a song like Shopping, mm-hmm. this is a very apropos question. Uh, I mean, they are very critical of consumer culture in this song, at least. Correct. Is that so? Where did what what where did they go wrong from Shopping to Canada Dry? <laughs> the bare naked lady story. I don't know. Did well, they go wrong? A, no, I think this is a Stevie P song. I bet that like, I bet Stevie P is less comfortable with quote-unquote selling out than like ed and the rest of the boys are i bet stevie p wishes he could be selling out right now right yeah he wishes like the democratic party would buy white noise <laughs> that would be fucking great uh we should cover white like, noise. that's like the antifa anthem that would be oh because the democratic party is launching the antifa anthem they're so no i'm just saying like that's the antifa anthem sure, so I, anti- antifa. I changed it from Democratic Party to Antifa. Antifa should buy white noise yes. sure, with their endless pockets. That's George right. Soros funding Antifa. <laughs> <laughs> Kidding. Joking. Please no one be angry at me. I'm a good boy. Why would anyone be angry at you? I mean, white noise is an anti-fascist song and Antifa is an anti-fascist organization. Because I implied that George Soros was in charge of oh. Antifa. Yeah. <laughs> and the shame on Shame you. on me for furthering the right-wing agenda with jokes. I shouldn't normalize like that. I should only joke about fun things. You should jeer at them. I should jeer at them. On this cast, we officially jeer. Jeered. Jeer. Consider yourself Stamp. jeered. What does a jeer sound like? Jeer. <laughs> it's like boo, except you use it. No, that means very British to me. Nah. Jeer, boo. Is that a jeer? Boo. That's a jeer, yeah. Okay. A jeer is every Monty Python crowd, all right, I think. All right. yeah. yeah, it's covered in filth. So did we decide... I think they were always at the point in their careers when they were Yeah, I don't late. think there's any time in the B-Nakes careers where they would have turned away a Canada Dry commercial. Yeah, absolutely. Or any commercial. Well, I, not any commercial, but like any commercial that isn't fundamentally against their core values. So I feel like, again, like selling out would be like doing a commercial for, I don't know. I don't know. What do you think the Bare Naked Ladies could possibly be against? Like the opening song of the RNC 2020 yeah, convention. Yeah, sure, right? Yeah. Like. Like like Trump's Nickelback tweet where they like, sure, yes. they like pulled it down. Oh man, that's so fucking yeah. good. So so I think that yeah, if if like bare naked the B Nakes turning down like the the RNC, sure that would be. Or if they did that, then BNL RNC WTF. That's just a little humor, a lot of letters. Ev, what other products would the... Hey, here's my other question, though. They uh-huh. named the song Canada Dry. Obviously, as a little tongue in cheek because there's already a product named Canada Dry. But do you think Ed also was like? I wonder if Canada Dry will buy this. Uh, I bet not. I bet he. It's I, a sad song. Like, I don't think he needs to. I don't think the Beanix need more money, right? They're not looking for money. I think they'll just take it if it comes along, but I don't think they're. I think they're pretty set, right? I mean, they're still packing amphitheaters. They're still yeah. doing shows pretty reg. And yeah. But I, I mean, mean, their songs aren't charting anymore. More is not necessarily worse. I mean, mm. if I'm still packing an amphitheater and I can make another couple million on top right. of that. Right. But, but you're not going. You're not hungry for it. That's right? true. Man, unless I'm Ed and I want that bigger bathroom for bathroom sessions part two of the <laughs> sessioning. Bigger bathroom, bigger guitar. <laughs> it just has like a novelty fucking giant guitar. Uh, yeah. Um, what other products would the boys write songs for to collect those sweet royalty checks and how would they go? Well, obviously, 
Uh, did did any pinball consortium use any oh, song from Silverball? Man, who's a pinball company? Rallies? Is that a pinball company? I don't think pinball machines are even advertised Rallies? ever anywhere in like, <laughs> like pinball connoisseur yeah, magazine. Yeah, exactly. Like yeah. you're not gonna see like you're not gonna turn on a, a Ottawa Canadian music station and sure. see pinball advertisements. Sure. Um, so I, I guess can see them getting really into like a barcade scene. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. So yeah. So there's like a chain of barcades. 16-bit is a chain of arcades. Well, there you go. Wow. There's like... Come on down. Bleep, bleep, bleep. Evan, you joined in. Nobody even needed to start it. Come on down. Bleep, bleep, bleep. 16-bit is where you got to <laughs> plop. Where you Big <laughs> ladies. We're the Bunex here. Oh, so it's a country music? <laughs> it's Ed's and Charge. It's like the... Has the that was the Tetris. Yeah. I always thought of that as like the uh, the country Tetris version because there was like the there was like the classical version which was like somebody on like a harpsichord like boom sure. boom 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 and then there's like the country was like dong 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 I think they're both like Russian like folk songs oh, I'm but sure. yeah 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 I'm sure but then there was also C uh which was um which was um I love that one and it's so underrated everybody brings up A and B but they well, never bring up C, C always made me a little nervous like it always felt it always made me nervous it feels like underwater video game music to me mm-hmm. like a, a, an underwater stage I don't know. When you were born, Look got you. you this toy. What a good toy. What, what a strong toy. toy. Fisher Price offers the best <laughs> infant toys for preschoolers and... Okay, give me a, give me another song. Uh, another b song. Go. Another b song. Uh, oh, Yoko Ono's really easy. <clears throat> you can be my... <laughs> I just best Foods me. Mayo. <laughs> <laughs> It's the Hellman's if you're on the east side of the states. Best foods, Hellman's. Best foods, Hellman's. Be my new new mayo. Oh, damn! I'm good at these. Beanakes, hire me. Yeah. Also, best foods slash Hellman's hire me. Best foods? Is that a? Is it's on the west coast. Hellman's here. Best uh, foods on the west coast. Weird. I wonder. Come on, they... you didn't know. Come on now, now. <laughs> Come on now. Come on now, now. Enjoy the humor of the Joker movie. <laughs> the Joker. <laughs> God, I'm so good yeah, at these. Yeah, you're on. All right. Yeah, if I had like a half hour to prepare, I could probably come up with a couple, but I'm not as I'm not as quick on the draw hey, as you. Hey, what can I say? Uh, Dan. Dan. Thank you for your question. And thank you for joining the Orange Grove's Patreon, or uh, not Patreon, our uh, 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 Discord channel, where Evan and I are answering all of your questions. Saker's talking. I'm lurking. You are lurking. I wish you'd talk. No, I listen, Saker. I listen. If more white guys just listened, I think that, you know, the world would be a better place. (laughs) Thanks, Dan. Hey, if you have an email that you want to send us, we are getting perilously low on emails again. Send it to itsallbeendonepodcast at gmail.com. We would be happy to receive it and to give you an answer on the... I truly don't think we've ever gotten an email that we haven't answered. We are not, like, turning people away at the door. So send us an email, and however dumb, we'll answer it. I'd like... If I had a million dollars to be the commercial for everything. How? Why? What? Because you can you can just say, if I had a million dollars, and oh, then just whatever that thing is. I'd buy Tide. Detergent. <laughs> <laughs> but I'd like, to, sure. I'd like to turn on the TV, and then I go to commercial, and then all the commercials <laughs> be, if I had a million dollars. <laughs> Although I don't really see commercials anymore, because I'm all, you know, I'm all online It's all now. Hulu. Yeah. yeah, Netflix. And I pay the extra $3 a month to... I'm too cheap for that, my friend. I, the thing is, like, it's opportunity cost, man. Like... Commercials eat up like what five ten minutes. I like commercials, but I've got a very limited time to watch TV. I understand, but like when we're watching TV and there's a commercial, that is my chance to go upstairs and grab the ice cream from the freezer that I had meant to at the beginning and forgot, and grab a spoon what? real quick and come down without having missed it, without having to hit that pause button. 
Like, well, I don't know. So you're fine. Like you're, you're fine getting up, going upstairs, getting ice cream, coming back down, but you don't want to take a literal split second to like <laughs> click something right where you're at. $3 is not that important to me. I'll take the hit. Uh, <laughs> I'll take the hit. I feel bad. I feel real bad. Well, Evan. Hey. We came to the end of another one. Mm-hmm. God, these are these are just coming and coming and they don't stop coming. <laughs> Back to the rules <laughs> and we hit, hit the, the ground, ground running. Did you see um, Stephen Colbert and John Oliver talking about one week on uh, the Colbert Report? Or not the Colbert Report, the Late Late Show or whatever it's of called? Of course I didn't. Okay, well, anyway... Steve retweeted it, and the Veronica ladies retweeted it. They were just talking about how culturally uh, uh, influential the it's been is. So hmm. interesting. I'm not going to link it here. You can find it yourself, listeners. And if you like the Beanakes, I'm sure you've already seen it. You can find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash bindonpod, Twitter, twitter.com slash bindonpod, Gracebook. You can support us on Patreon. Catholic singles. Patreon.com slash the Orange Groves. They pay our hosting costs. And if you subscribe to the Patreon, you can get a never before heard demo episode. It's all been done. The very first episode we ever recorded. That's where we had it's. It's two of us talking into a microphone in a coffee cup. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. It sounds like garbage. We don't know what we're doing. The segments are bad. The we play the song under the whole episode instead of bringing up clips. It's just bad all over. You're the really, whole thing is bad. you're really selling this. I, don't listen to it, please. <laughs> um, but it's there if you are truly a B-Nake anthropologist and you want the cultural history of our podcast. Uh, I'd recommend. Why'd you pick that, that one instead of? get in line because it was our first one so i figured uh, if there's more we'll do more um what else oh join the uh the orange groves discord talk with us uh you can check it out it's in the show notes you can leave us a review on itunes and hey evbo oh, fuck no we got a review to read <laughs> okay this one is from esteban underscore Ooh. podcast review <laughs> the review title is entertaining and amusing <laughs> Huh. Both. Nice. I decided to start with the stunt album. Oh, five stars. Oh, thank you, Esteban. I decided to start with the stunt Underscore album. podcast. And the more I listen and got to know the hosts, the more I enjoyed the show. I'm now halfway through the Maroon episodes. Although I have heard some guest episodes where the guest was underprepared and underinformed about BNL, the hosts have a thorough understanding of the BNL catalog huh. and clearly listen to each track several dozen times before review. <laughs> I'm a big fan of BNL for many years, and these reviews have made me laugh very hard and have made me rethink my interpretation of some of the songs in a way that enhances my enjoyment of their music. I think the critiques are fair and the insights are valuable. I rarely listen to the ends of shows after the song rating is given, but the more I get to know the hosts, the more interested I'm becoming in their banter that is not directly associated with the main subject of the episode. I definitely recommend the podcast and look forward to getting caught up with the other albums. Esteban. That is a very fair review. It's incredible. I love it. I feel like it should be a three-star review, to be honest. Like, that's a a very fair review, and I feel like we're a three-star podcast. (laughs) That's what we warrant. I just, truly, it's a five-star podcast if, like Esteban, you rarely listen to the ends of the shows after the song rating is given. That's really sad that Esteban will never hear... Well, he is, the more he gets to know us, the more interested he is oh, becoming. So you think like four or five years down the line when he goes back and listens to the half <laughs> back ends of every podcast, he'll see this and go, oh, <laughs> shit, they read my review that I was way too kind about. So anyway, yeah. Esteban, much appreciated. If you leave an iTunes review, we will read it. We well, need them. S- Saker will read it. Give them to me. Yeah, I'll read it. I you like reading. You can mail them to him too. I like reading. What book are you reading right Reading's now? Reading's Fundamental. What book am I? I have to think Plug. about Oh, this it. plug's time. Oh. Ev, what are you plugging? I'm reading A Little Hatred by Joe Abercrombie. Ooh, is it good? Yeah, it's good. It's it's like the sixth book in his like 
series. I forget what and this is. is after he has divorced himself from the Fitch, Fitch brand. family. Yep. Sure, yep, yep, sure, yep, yep, yep. sure. <laughs> he's never gotten that joke before in his life, I'm sure. Well, he's British, so probably not. Oh, I like clothing too, <laughs> governor. <laughs> oh, I'm reading Drive Through Dreams. Anyway, I'm Saker. I want to make a joke about the guy who wrote Drive Through Dreams. Do you want to know who wrote it? You don't know? I don't know. Oh. Do you know who wrote every book you read? Uh, as an author, I try and pay more attention to it because I like, sure. you know, I don't want to be the kind of guy who wants people to know my name and then not know sure. other people's names. Uh, Adam Chandler. Chandler from Friends. <laughs> <laughs> it's a book about uh, it's a book about uh, the history of fast food and drive-throughs. Oh, that's cool. I like. I find as I grow up more, I'm reading so much less fiction, mm. which I kind of hate, but I can't get into it as much anymore. I don't know what's wrong with my brain. You just let, you just got to believe. <laughs> I just have to believe. You can't, you can't suspend your disbelief ever. You're like, wait, that, that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> I, drive-thrus exist. I've seen them before. Magic? <laughs> Ridiculous. Joe yeah. Abercrombie? That's a silly name. Yeah. Um, no, I, uh, I read just as much fiction as I used to, but I read way less because I just don't have time. Sure. I agree with that assessment. You seem dumber to me. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I feel dumber. I'm Saker. I'm Evan. We'll see you again in one week. Maybe.